Okay. Afrelech and Hanukkah. As I warned you a week ago on Yates Kislev, in a leap year, every day it's quite short, except one day a week. Tuesday this year is that one day a week. So today is an entire chapter. Chapter 2 of Tanya. I cannot give over Chapter 2 of Tanya in five minutes. I'm just going to try to highlight some of the main ideas in Chapter 2. And again, please feel free to unmute yourself afterwards if you have any questions, and we can talk. So the main idea of Chapter 2 is the soul of the Jew, that it is literally a piece of Hashem. That is how we're defining our soul, Chilek Eloka Mimal, which is a pasuk from Eov. The altar of it adds to that the word mamish. The definition of a soul is chilek eloka mimal mamish. Mamish means literally, tangibly, meaning this isn't an exaggeration. It's like, wow, it's so amazing. It's as if it's a piece of God. No, this is a literal, accurate definition. Chilek eloka mimal. The soul is a piece of Hashem, which is different from the rest of creation. The soul is not exactly creation. The soul is a piece of the Creator. And the Rebbe begins the chapter by saying that in two ways we see how the soul is viewed in the verses differently. The rest of creation is spoken. The soul is not spoken. It's blown into us. When you blow, it's blowing from the inside. The soul is not spoken. It's thought. Speech is an external expression. Thinking is an inner process. So both the idea of being blown, which shows us from an inner dimension, and the idea of being one's thoughts, which show it's an inner dimension, express this idea that the soul's not like creation. This is the power of every Jew. A piece, literally, tangibly, of the Creator. As we see in the Psukim, that the Jews are called the sons of Hashem. B'ni b'chayri Yisrael, b'nematem l'Hashem elokeichem. And a child comes from the thoughts of the father. There's literally a gland in the, in the brain of the father which excretes a hormone from which eventually evolves the child. So the Jews, B'ni B'chari Yisrael, as the child of Hashem, are literally from the thoughts of Hashem, which means, in Kabbalistic jargon, we're from the highest level of the highest world, Chachma of the world of Atzilus. Actually, the relationship of a Jew to Hashem is deeper than the relationship of a son to his father. A child comes from the brain of the father. The neshama comes from the thoughts of Hashem. But it's different because Hashem and his thoughts are one. As humans, we can say the sentence, but it doesn't really make sense to us because I'm not one with my thoughts. I'm a person. I possess a mind. I possess thoughts. The thoughts are at me. They're something that I possess, an appendage, a part, but not the I of me. But by Hashem, by the Evishter, he and his thoughts are literally the same thing, the same him. So if we say a Jew's soul comes from the thoughts of Hashem, we're saying the soul and Hashem are literally one, which is a far deeper connection than the child coming from the brain of the father. And then the Rebbe raises a question in the chapter, which is, if every Jew is literally a piece of Hashem, how can we be on such different spiritual levels? You know, us versus the Avais, different generations, within a generation, a tzaddik, a common man. We don't look the same spiritually, yet we all come from Chachmadat Silas. 
We're all from the highest level of the highest world. We're all literally a piece of Hashem. It says the essence of the soul is not just from Hashem, it's from the essence of Hashem. So how do we all look so different spiritually? And the basic answer, to say it very brief, is that every soul truly starts from Chachma Vatsilas, the highest level of the highest world. But every soul journeys. Every soul is given a very specific triptych. Every soul is given exactly where that soul has to travel to in all the 900-some layers on each one of our four spiritual worlds. And depending on the duration of the journey, that determines how much the soul's powers are covered over. So the longer a soul travels, the more their powers seemingly are minimized. And therefore, when that soul enters into a body, that person doesn't seem to have the same spiritual powers as, as the tzaddik, whose soul barely traveled and is still somewhere very, very high in the second spiritual world of Bria, or, or a tzaddik like Moshe Rabbeinu, who's still obviously in the world of Atzilus. In truth, no matter how covered over we get, no matter how far the soul travels, if you want to pick the soul that traveled the, the furthest, 3,600 levels, to Nefesh, to Nefesh, to Malchus, to Malchus, to Asiya, all the way at the end, that person still has the spiritual powers to be a Benoni, to be absolutely perfect in all of his thoughts, in all of his speech, and all of his actions. But we can't compare that person's overt spiritual powers to the powers of someone who's still high up there in the world of Bria. But in essence, we all came from the exact same place. So we traveled. We came from a very high place. Every, every, every soul, Maishra Benus, Abram Avinus, Melech HaMashiach, Emayim, we all came from the same place, basically. Chachma Vatzilas. But souls that are not Moshe or Avraham or David or Mashiach, souls that are not seemingly of people that are tzaddikim, souls that traveled so far to, to, to Asiya, to the lowest world and to low in Asiya, how can we still access our origin point? We have those powers inside of us, but they're quite buried and covered over. How do we access them? So the Rebbe explains through the connection to the tzaddik. The tzaddik, the leader of the generation, hasn't really traveled from his origin. That's why tzaddikim are called b'nei aliyah. We're all children of Hashem. But by a tzaddik, it's still apparent. Because his soul hasn't traveled so far, so it's still obvious. When you look at the child, you see the parent. When you look at the tzaddik, you still see the Abishtar. So the Rebbe says, and he quotes the Gemara in this, quotes the Pasuk, cling to God, the Gemara's question, how can we cling to Hashem? Cling to the Tzaddikim. Through them, you are one with Hashem. So the Rebbe says, through our connection to the Tzaddik, who is still connected to Hashem, we too are reconnected back to our source and are one with Hashem Himself. So it's very interesting here that this fundamental concept of, of, of Chabad Hasidus and Hasidus in general, the Hiskashras, the connection to the Tzaddik as the means of feeding and receiving from Hashem Himself is developed here in Chapter 2 with, with Psukim and verses and proof texts and lots of things I don't have time to go into, but very, very fundamentally expressed this basic tenet of, of, of our relationship. That the Tzaddik is the one through whom Hashem's powers are flowing to every Jew. And the more you have that iskashras, the more you have that connection to the tzaddik, the more the tzaddik 
can give you and feed you from Hashem's powers. The last idea in the chapter is speaking of parents and speaking of the need for parents to be consciously holy during the time of relationships, and especially the time of creating a child. Not that we determine the soul of a child. As this chapter is saying very strongly, the souls come from Chachma Batsilos, nothing to do with our jurisdiction. But every soul is wrapped up in garments. And those garments, the cleanliness of the garments, which means in practical terms, the natural affinity a child will have to godliness is determined by the thoughts, by the holiness of the parents during conception. Why is this in this chapter? To, again, basically without having time to go into the, the, the details, because one could look at this, this comes from a piece of Zohar, and say, well, this Zohar seems to be contradicting and saying we determine souls. And when this whole chapter we're saying souls are Chachmadatzil as a piece of Hashem himself. And the Rebbe is saying souls are Chachmadatzil as a piece of Hashem himself. That's not what the Zohar means. But what the Zohar means is parents, you have a very strong responsibility because the soul's natural affinity to godliness has a tremendous amount to do with your relationships to Hashem during the time of conception. So we should utilize our powers very well. We have enormous power, and that's a main theme that the Rebbe wants us to know. And we should take our powers and use them and create. This is Hanukkah. And every night we're supposed to add to however much light we created thus far in the holiday. Tonight we added a third light. So we should add more and more and more lights to merit to see the, the shining lights of Mashiach now. Okay. You can unmute yourself. Star six. I raced through a chapter. And if anyone has any questions on what I said or what they read this morning that I didn't say, please feel free to ask. Star six, I believe, unmutes. Okay. I take it that means no one has questions. That is fine. Someone did yesterday email me a question which was also perfectly fine. So if that's more comfortable, please feel free to email me a question, and we can do it that way as well. We should have a Freilich and Hanukkah, and merit to spread the lights of Hasidus and see the lights of Mashiach now.